Hello and welcome to the Lose Forward podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Excellent. You've mastered that now. Yeah, got it. Well done. So, um, big news this week, obviously. Um, not that fans are back in, but my Boston 13s t-shirt has arrived in the post. <laughs> it was very good. It yeah. was very good. But on a less serious note... It was a bit small. Um, well, you said it was. <laughs> Statman Bobby said it made me look like I had a big chest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but then again, fans back in. Yeah, it was... Um, Welcome back to Rugby League. Yeah, saw a few videos on online and things like that, and, and obviously the the noise of the crowd and... And and the cheers and things like that. It was uh, were real. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was good. I couldn't turn. I couldn't press the red button to turn them off. So, uh, best atmosphere I saw on only on the highlights, unless you turn the sound up, was probably at the jungle at Castleford. I thought. Yeah, I think the you know the way the ground is and everything. I think that helps, doesn't it? It's really on top of the pitch, and it, the, the sound like reverberates around the ground. Doesn't yeah, it? so it's. I mean, we've said in the past, it's always, you know, it's an, a, a favourite away day of ours anyway. Yeah. So. And they had a close game as well, which we'll come on to later on. Yes, yes we will. But we're going to start with another big crowd, I think, aren't we, this week? Yeah. 140,000 over three days packed into the Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Yeah, pretty incredible really, isn't it? Mad, you know, they've actually stole one of our ideas for a change. I've been there, did you know? Um, I, you have mentioned it once or twice. Oh, have I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, World Cup final 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've stolen one of our days and they've made it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they've made it better, but not this one anyway. Bloody hell. Uh, and I think there's only one place to start and that's not even with one of the games and that's the 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 sin binnings and the, the head high tackles and the, the amount of... Uh, the amount of cards issued. Yeah, well, seven, 17 cards in total, 14 sim bins, three, three red cards after this new rule change, new initiative or whatever of, of trying to get players to stay away from people's heads, really. It's one of those things that you think... They used to talk about it in football a lot, about dissent to referees, for example. And they'd say... If this, if they give a red card or a yellow card or whatever, every time someone spoke to the referee, you'd stamp it out in a week. Yeah, and they always used to say that about dissent, for example, in football. And it's a, it's a similar thing. It's one of them where saying, right, well, this is what we're going to do. I don't think they've implemented it at the right time. A couple of give people a couple of days' notice before the magic weekend. But then they're saying, right, well, this is what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. So then next week, do we see a massive reduction in the number of cards and therefore a massive reduction in the number of high tackles? Um, maybe, maybe. I think there's always going to be high tackles, isn't there? I think, you know, as players get, you know, more fatigued and things like that. So I don't think some of the rules really help that, like the, the six again rule and things like that we spoke about in the past about how... The game is getting so much quicker, and I'm not quite sure 
how much fitter players can be either and how much the fatigueness plays in a role. Because a lot, a lot of the sim binnings and things like that were just sort of like flailing arms, weren't they? Like tired tackles, I thought. I, I thought that. I didn't think there was a lot of intent on a lot of the a lot of the sim bins. No, the the the, the reds, a couple of the reds and that I thought, yeah, that's the I think that's the sort of thing that should be cut out like the the Josh Papaliti one or whatever he, he, however he wants his name pronounced. Yeah, the, now, the, the shoulder in the face. Yeah, like that mm. sort of stuff. That should be stamped out, shouldn't it? Um and I I think that's what the rule is there for, but um the one of the Broncos ones, um Tyson Gamble. Tyson Gamble. I just didn't think that was anything. He, he, the winger stepped inside him. Yeah. He stepped inside him. So the automatic thing to do as a defender, if he steps inside you, you thrust your arm out. Yeah, that's it. You've got players stepping and um, players falling into tackles and things like that. Yeah. And I think now all it would take is for a defender to feel something around the face and then start pointing to the ref or to flop down on the floor and things like that. And and that's that's the danger. That is the danger. and a, a little bit like obstruction has become. If somebody runs through the defensive line and touches somebody, they fall backwards. Yeah. And then invariably, um, the video ref will disallow that try. Yeah, I know there's a couple of other examples that I think will probably come up as we go through the matches but um, I mean it probably will settle down a little bit um, like you say going back to the sort of stamping it out in a in a week type thing yeah um, but you're always going to have eye tackles yeah well let's move on to the games because I think that was just a a, a disappointing subject if you like all around yeah it's it, it sort it of killed the magic at Magic Weekend a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it just doesn't lend itself to to more excitement and things to me. No, I saw a good argument between um, I think it was Paul Gallen and Phil Gould, and they were sort of saying we've got a. They sort of saying they sort of got onto the subject of you know, it not happening at junior level and things like that. And, and they were saying, basically, they've got to separate the professional game from the junior side of it. And, mm. you know, it, this. I think it was Paul Gallen who said, this game's not for everybody. And, he, you know, he, he is right. Um, and I think if you look at some of the stuff that they're doing um, with, like, all the, the HIA stuff and things like that, they, they are taking steps in the right direction. I'm not quite sure that, some this this rule change is I think it might there's see a, the game off a little bit. There's a difference between stamping out really sort of violent, dirty foul play mm. and something that's clumsy. Yeah. I agree. I'm not quite sure that many players get concussions and things like that from clumsiness because it's like you say, usually it's like a flailing arm, I think there's not when you're going in with intent and stuff. It's a lot more powerful, isn't it? And that's the difficulty for the referees because they they've been briefed about that something that's contact with the head with force. Yeah, and it's in their opinion, it's subjective of what constitutes force. Yeah, no, I agree. And and when you only see it the once and it's a split second 
think it's a lot worse than it is. It's it, it, I I feel sorry for them referees having to make them decisions. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Right, eventually, let's get on to the game, shall we? Yeah. Where do you want to go first then? Um, I think I would like to start with the Bulldogs and the Raiders. Really? Yeah. Just okay. Like, get it out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> Um, um, Bulldogs 18 Raiders 20 I thought the Bulldogs were going to win again I'm not quite sure how they didn't they, they actually did worse against 12 <laughs> against 12 men than they did against 13 they were winning with they were winning with 13 against 13 yeah and then Papa Lee got sent off which he's got a three game ban for by the way yeah I thought I haven't really got a problem with that him one. being sent off yeah you've got a problem with the dogs then losing to twelve men, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I sort of did and didn't have a problem with the white and cannonball that he got simbined for. See, I thought but that was quite bad. I did, and I the only thing the reason I'm saying I didn't have a problem was because he got simbined. I'm saying I did because I thought it, it, it could have been a red that. That to me looked worse when he showed the replay. Yeah, I thought that was really bad, and I was surprised. With everything that had happened over the weekend and things, I, I was surprised that wasn't a red card. I know it was a lot of like mm. the complete opposite to what they're talking about. Like he's, he's he's you know he's round his knees and they're talking about heads all weekend. But it's the same. It's just as dangerous. Really. And that's what we've just said: stamping out the dangerous play. Because I think that, that, that can be was, a career ender. That was forceful. Yeah, that can be a career ender. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it, it's a bit contradictory isn't it yeah and um, i mean the bulldogs right they're playing against a team there that lost that's lost five on the trot and yeah. they're winning against a team that's lost five on the trot and had a man sent off and still managed to lose from what eight, 18 10 up or something yeah yeah 18 10 i think it was they're bad aren't they very and i was like are they getting better or the Raiders just still not quite there. And I just think it's a case of the Bulldogs are turd and the Raiders just <laughs> just managed to scrape through. I think you're right. Yeah. We'll move on from that one because there's nothing else to say. There you go, see. Well done. Uh, Roosters 30, North Queensland Cowboys 16. Roosters are impressive, I think. You know, all their injuries and things that they've had and they just keep churning out wins and they keep, it's convincing wins as well. I just think, despite all their injuries, and I just thought they were really good again. That was one where one of those simbins that you mentioned, where Tedesco fell in, yeah, fell into the that's, man. That's what that's what made me bring it up because he he was sort and, of falling into it, wasn't he? And I, I read, I've, I've not seen it actually, but that's three games in a row that that's happened to Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he needs better studs or something. I don't know. Maybe he needs some maybe more. He does maybe, need, maybe he needs new boots. Maybe, maybe he does. And, and that was the thing. That was this, this was the incident that. Let me bring up that before. He, I thought he was falling, got caught. But then when he's on the ground, he's pointing to his head. <laughs> yeah. If if you if you've hurt, you, I don't think you you think to point at your head if you've been hurt, do you? No. No. Again, uses a football analogy. That's the that's like the people who get fouled and then roll around and all the face, but then look up at the referee and, and wink somewhere in it. Are yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so it was it was that sort of stuff that I had a problem with because I I thought Tedesco was falling and um and then just pointed to his head to yeah. say, "Come on then." But although they do say in the, I've heard this over the last few weeks that the Roosters are more protected by the referees than any other team. That doesn't surprise me. It's like um sort of like an unwritten rule over like it's just sort of like it's one of them like folklore. Is it stories. urban myth? Yeah. That the, the Roosters are the most protected team. I don't think they've got a lot of love after the Roosters. No. No, I don't think they've earned a lot over the years, have they? No. Um, Tigers 36, Knights 18. Yeah, it surprised me, really, even though I think when you when you sort of see it on paper, you, it strikes you as a bit of a, bit of a turd fest, doesn't it? Yeah. But... The, the Knights have been playing well, and I thought they might have gone... Um, well, Ponga's been in great form. Yeah, I don't think he played this match, which no. might have, you know, which might answer why they lost, but can't rely on one man, can you? No. Um, Tiger's really impressive, though, I thought. He played some good stuff. I thought um, that Adam Dewey was, was excellent, even though he got shafted to the centres after playing um, six for the last few weeks, and then they ended up sticking Moses Mbai in there, and... I thought I thought Dewey did even just as good in the centre. Yeah, and you mentioned Moses and by there, best moment I've seen Simbin in wise all weekend. He got Simbined with not point not left on the clock. Yeah, he got Simbin <laughs> yeah. with no seconds left in the match. I'm not even sure he, he made it off the pitch. No, you don't think because there was a play the ball. Yeah, and he stood in the way and didn't move and just sort of like shuffled in between the the, the acting half. And the and the guy playing the ball, and then got the ball sort of trapped under his feet, and then just sort of ran off, and the, he got Simbin. Yeah. There was absolutely no time left on the clock. Do you think if they hadn't Simbined him, people of the wins that he hadn't been Simbined? No, just blow the Uter. I that's what I thought. I thought just blow your whistle, mate. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> there's no time left, and it's not like the could. Level it up or whatever. It no, was... it's it's thirty six eighteen. Yeah, it, I just don't see it that. But it it made me laugh anyway. It made it give me a giggle. It was funny. I just thought he's simbing in far. <laughs> Sharks twenty two, Rabbitohs thirty two. I think you watched this one, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Benji started on fire. Um, set set the first couple of tries up. Alex Johnson with an acrobatic finish for his um, his try. End up being 20 nil up. And the the Sharks try and, and, and mount a comeback. And it ends up being 2016. Um, and then one of the most bizarre things happened with the, the Townsend crusher tackle. I'll use air quotes for that. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that bit. So... Cody Walker's bringing the ball back out and, and, and Townsend and, and somebody else is coming in to make a tackle. And whoever it is that's making the, the tackle with Townsend goes low and Townsend sort of um, on Walker's upper body and he sort of slips over the top of him and sort of like catches his head with like his armpit and he, he gives him a bit of a, like his, his head goes up. It's not a crusher. And Cody Walker rubs the back of his neck, gets up, plays the ball. Three tackles later, the video refs in the referee's ear and goes, you need to go back and give a penalty for a crusher tackle. After three tackles? Yeah. And and Townsend gets put on report. 
And honestly, there was nothing in it whatsoever. Seeming t- I mean, I'm genuinely at the minute genuinely worried about the game as a whole. Yeah. The game we continue. We say it every week. We said it on the specials with Gray. We continually uh, continuously shoot ourselves in the foot. But I'm I'm genuinely worried about the game, and and what it's becoming. Yeah, we never do ourselves any favours, do we? Never. No. To go back for three tackles for something that... I mean, you watch it after this and you tell me that's a crusher tackle. Yeah, it's the only one I haven't seen as well. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. Um, but... Rabbit holes then. Rabbit holes then. Then get a, a, you know, a couple more try sharks, get one, and it ends up being... Um, 32-22 to the Bunnies. But the, the Sharks looked better after the you know the last few weeks that they've had. Yeah. Because they've been abysmal. Um, yeah, a bit more fight in them, I think, this week. Yeah, definitely. And um, the, the Souths will be happy that Latrell Mitchell's back next week, I think. Yeah. Um, Titans 12, Panthers 48. Mm. Yeah. Panthers making the Titans look like the Titans of old, I think. The Titans, the last few weeks, have got off to a good start. And I yeah. think that's what's either kept them in games or won them games. This week, they didn't get off to a good start. And they were like 24 nil down or something like that after half an hour and something silly. And just they just couldn't recover. Yeah, no, it was... Um... A, a, a clearing masterclass, I thought. Yeah. Um... And an at trick for Nathan Cleary pops up. He seems to get one. If he gets one, he's going to get at least another. When every time I've seen him score, um, I think the best seven in the world at the minute, best scrum half in the world at the minute, I think, um, and just ran the show for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. We should have a little jingle, I think, when it comes to the NRL review, and just go. Nathan Cleary was brilliant. And the Panthers won again. Yeah, yeah, because no, that, that's that's what it's been. That's what it's been for ten weeks on the trot. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, Panthers scored a lovely try. I think it was um, Iota. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it was a great try that where I think it was Edwards made the break. Did <laughs> did a, a seven twenty? Uh, yeah, he and, did. Yeah, yeah, it was made himself dizzy. <laughs> yeah, so I had to pass the ball and. But it was a great try, just just real real good stuff by the Panthers. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not wishing injury on him or anything like that. But if he was suspended or out for a couple of weeks, it'd be interesting to see how the Panthers went on if they had to well, do he, without Cleary. I think he did miss a couple of games um, a few weeks ago, and they've obviously still won. But he is is the key. Link, he yeah. is the key, isn't he? Yeah. Um, um, and and the, just in that as well in that match, the the red card. I thought. I mean, the, I don't think there was any question over that being a red card. The the Herman essay, ease or whatever he's called. That's easy for you to say. Do you want to say that again? No, nobody will know who we're talking about. Herman. We'll just call him Herman. Herman Monster. That's Cameron Monster. No, he's called Herman essays or something. Ah, uh, the Monster Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that that was a real bad tackle. Did yeah, you, I mean, yeah. I'm guessing you saw that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's no argument there, is there? Nah. 
but sort of sealed it for the Titans. I yeah. think they were already twenty four nil down. So yeah, the other the other two big teams at the at the top of the league as well. Um, comfortable win. Storm forty four, Dragons eighteen. Another three for the Fox. Yeah, nine in two, isn't it? Yeah, nine nine tries in two games. Um, Dragons fading and fading fast. I think, aren't they? Yeah, another hat trick though. Yeah, the, the the winger, yeah. yeah. Um, although I've said that, you know, I know it finished 44-18, but it was 14-10 at half-time. At half mm, just, just too strong in the end, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, again with the Storm, it's a bit like the Panthers. It's like, yeah, um, Storm of class, got the win. Yeah. Move on to next week. Uh, Pappenhausen copped a badden. Yes, he did cop a badden, yeah. Um, that as well, that that sort of stuff, I think, is why the rule's been brought in. That is one thing that really annoys me, the, the late stuff. Yeah, there's when, no need. When you get um, a player that, that's relaxed his body mm. and then he gets hit, you've no de- there's no defence. No. And I think, I think that can be really dangerous. I think nine times out of ten they can pull out of it as well. Or I certainly think he could have pulled out of that one on Pappenhausen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think even if they sort of do make contact, I think they've got enough time to realise that he's passed it and slow down the intent of mm. making the yeah. tackle. Yeah, the um, the free-flowing Eels, 34, Warriors 18. Number one, I can't make mind about the Warriors. No. No, they, I can't. I don't think they're very good. But they're probably better, which is where they're picking the points up. They're probably better than teams like the Bulldogs, the Broncos, the Cowboys. Sort of, the Cowboys. I'm, not, actually, I'm not even sure they beat the Cowboys now. No. The Cowboys seem to be picking, picking up a little bit. Up, yeah. um, but the Eels, again, I looking great. And um, what a debut for, for Jake Arthur. Yeah, son of Brad Arthur, the coach, yeah. isn't it? Did you see them hug after the game? Yeah, it was great and nice and to see, wasn't it? Saw him. You see him going mad when he scored his try. That was that was nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, one thing in that game, did you see the Blake Ferguson disallowed try? Yes, I've got that wrote down there. Yeah, that was a try. I I thought it was a try. You know, if you he, look at some of the ones I've seen in the past and things, he slammed the ball down that hard. His hand has to go to the side of the ball if he slammed it down. Yeah. Otherwise. It hurt his wrist, or the ball wouldn't slam out, would it? No, I, I, I thought it was a try. I thought it was a bit harsh. That his hand, obviously, has to, if he slams it down, his hand is automatically going to come off the ball to the side. Yeah, yeah. I, I that doesn't mean he hasn't got control of it. No, I and, thought it was a try. And when you looked at it on the on the uh, on the bunker, I'm thinking well, that's a try all day. I, I thought so. I, I, I was surprised that they overturned that. Um... I, although when he got up, I thought, I feel like he's trying to con us here. But after seeing the replay, I, I, I'm surprised he turned that over, to be honest. I, I think here, Super League or wherever, I, I've never seen that disallowed like that before. When they've slowed it down, his hand has got contact on the ball yeah. as it hits the ground. Mm. So it's a try. I agree. But odd one, really odd one. Yeah, Campbell Gillard getting a double. Big prop forward getting a double, great step for his second one as well. Yeah, um, and I just thought that that Mitch Moses and and Gutherson were at the heart of everything that yeah. the Eels did. I like Gutherson; I think he's great. 
I yeah, really it's do class. Like There's it. some real headache selection uh, selection headaches there for uh, fullback position come World Cup time, yeah. and um, and for Origin as well. Yeah, I'm for Origin. Which, incidentally, that three game ban for Papa Lee, Josh Papa Lee, puts him out of Origin one. Yes, it does. You're right. Yeah, you'd be a big, that be a big miss. For, yeah, for Queensland, absolutely. Especially, I think when they're looking up against it anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of fullbacks. Seagulls 50, Broncos 6, Turbo Tom. Brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. Every week we're saying it like Cleary. Yeah. And and I said last week, is there a, is there a player that has a bigger influence on a team than him? And I, and I stick by that. No, yeah. I agree. And the other thing that I have to say, I think, is good luck, Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Because he's going to need it next year, isn't he? They need... You're saying about um, Cleary being the best seven... I, I really believe that, that Reynolds is there with him or not far behind him, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, well, that's, you know, especially start of this season, I think he's been really, really good for the Bunnies. But you know yourself, a, a half-back can only be as good as the as the, um, the pack that he's working behind. Yeah, and, and there's not much of one going on at the Broncos, is there? They are bad, aren't they? Yeah. They need to make some serious signings. And they're on about Milford leaving as well. They don't want Milford because oh, yeah. he's on a million dollars a year. It's just and something he's just not worth that, is it? No, there's just something bad with their recruitment or their their uh, their strat their recruitment strategy or the wages or whatever they pay. It's shocking, fifty points to six. I mean, Harold Shipman had a better defense than the Broncos because <laughs> it's just bad. Isn't it? The funny, the funniest thing I read, right? Seagulls fifty, Broncos six, and I read some of the comments on one of the forums because they're priceless. Some of these comments, aren't they? Brilliant. Mm. And it was a Broncos fan that says, "The only, the only silver lining to my dad dying was that he was a Broncos fan and didn't live long enough to see them play like this." <laughs> they, they're lucky that the Bulldogs are as bad as that. <laughs> I was thinking, I, I'm I'm sure he would have wouldn't have minded, you know, if he'd have still been alive, you know. Yeah, not <laughs> a comment, that isn't it? <laughs> All right, Dad, I'm glad you're dead because <laughs> you didn't see the Broncos play like this. Unbelievable, that's funny though. <sighs> but yeah, he, he's going to need he's going to need all the luck in the world next year, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So there we go. But I think that's it for the NRL. It is. Does that mean it's? Um, does that mean it's this time already? Yes. Here we go. It's time for this. It's Bobby's stats of the week. It is. He's made um he's made an appeal, you know, to come and again to come and read them himself. Has he? Yeah. Well, we'll see how good they are this week. Yeah. We should do it on a week by week basis to see how good they are, and if you think he's got, yeah. Saying that, he did only send them in to me 10 minutes before recording this week. Slacking. Absolute slacking. I don't think that's good enough, is it? No. Okay. He's got three NRL ones and one British one again this week. He likes his NRL ones, doesn't he? He does. He must find them easier. Yeah. <laughs> he practically doesn't have to do as much work in finding them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, stat one. With the amount of red and yellow cards this weekend in the NRL, if you add it up, the player's suspension comes to a total of 22 mismatches from those cards at weekend, which is a new NRL record. Apart from John Hopawati. Who missed 
about four times more than that on his, on his own. <laughs> Gets a few mentions. <laughs> Old Oppo, doesn't he? Doesn't he? <laughs> okay. Um, I like this one. History repeated. The last time the Raiders lost five games in a row in the NRL was in 2018. They got their winning ways back when they beat the Canterbury Bulldogs 26-10. Just as they did this year after after losing five on the trot and they returned to winning ways by beating the Canterbury Bulldogs 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that the year they made the grand final? No. What year? 2018. Oh, no. 2019 they made the final, wasn't it? Yeah. British. St. Helens have not lost at home to Salford in 41 years. The last time that Salford won away at Saints was January the 12th, 1980, when they won 18-17. Oh, really? And you know who was in that lineup? Oh, no. The aforementioned superstars, Keith, oh. Keith Fielding. Was he really? He was. And Saints have now won 38 consecutive home games against Salford. Mm. I mean, it's a good record, don't get me wrong, it's a good record, but uh, Salford for a lot of them years haven't been... Great. Fantastic, Although, to be honest, we shouldn't be talking about that, really. Because remember that one a couple of years ago with Matty Smith's drop goal after the Hooter? Oh, yeah. yeah. That really should have that. broken that streak, really, yeah, shouldn't it? Yeah, really should have done. If you remember that one. Yeah. Okay. And the last one. This is, uh, this is gold, this, actually. This is his best one. Jesse Bromwich. Okay. Okay, Jesse Bromwich. In 15 matches... He's yet to lose at the Suncorp Stadium. Okay. So the last time the Melbourne Storm lost at the Suncorp was to the Gold Coast Titans in 2017, a match that Bromwich missed due to being suspended after being caught with cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) So he's still unbeaten because he missed the match. Still unbeaten and he he got to have the coke as well. Good old cocaine, saving his record. Yeah. Well done. And people say drugs are bad. Yeah. Well, shows what they know. Is that the last one? That was the last one. Well, that was... It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Good job people can't see how you dress this week for that jingle, innit? With, the, with your uh, 70s flares on and your big cardigan. 70s flares. Like Huggy Bear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, We're going to go into this week's feature, although we have got a red corner. Yes, we do. Later on, we do have a red corner, so stay tuned for that. But we do have some, we have an extended feature this week on news because there's been lots of news this week and lots of little snippets of stories and transfers and things like that. So we're just going to go through, we're going to have a more lighthearted look at some of these stories, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Let's go. Start where you want. Um, I would like to start with Kyle Eastman announcing his retirement. Yeah, strangely, Kyle Eastman hasn't really started. Yeah. Yeah, two-year deal at Leeds, two games later, is retired. And he said, and quote, his passion to influence a game is no longer on the field. 
Did he not know that before he signed? Ten Do you think he's just physically not yeah. able to play rugby league anymore? I think so. Ten years out is a long time out. And and he was always injury prone. I was going to ten say ten years ago before he before he went. Yeah, and if you get if you're injury prone in rugby union, you're going to be injury prone in rugby league. I think absolutely. So um, I mean, but you know, having said that, fair play to him. He hasn't sat on a two year deal taking money, which he could have easily done. Yeah, and I think the thing that that, that Ty Kevin Ro- Sim- Tyrone Roberts, yeah, Tyrone Roberts, <laughs> bloody hell, what a bad player he was. Alf. They called him Alf, Alf didn't they? He used to call him Alf. Um, Who was the other one for Bradford? Mark Herbert. Mark Herbert, yeah. Yeah, he was rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Kyle Eastman, sorry. Um, I think Simfield sort of pretty much hinted at he physically can't do it because Simfield was quoted as saying, um, after a year out of rugby due to the pandemic, he's found he is unable to reach the standards he expects himself in training and playing. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether it's come. I wonder whether it's come from him, or come from the club, and thinking, do you know what, he's nowhere near. But we'll we'll let this come from you. I don't know. And how will he look back at his career? Surely the club wouldn't give up that easily. I wouldn't have thought so. And he must know in, inside. I think as a player, you know when it's gone, don't you? Mm. I think you know when you you just body can't do it anymore, or yeah. you're not as sharp off the mark as you once were. It's a good job That's you didn't put him on your 10-to-watch list, really. After Only saying that you should have put him on. I think we're going to revisit that next week, aren't we? Yeah. It's not good, is it? No. But only because... only Well, only because I forgot about him. It's a good job he did. Yeah. Um, how do you think he'll look back at his career? Is it unlucky? Is it? Is it really good? Is it? I, I can't make my mind up to be honest. There's, there's there's good parts in it. Having represented your country in both codes, obviously a very talented player. Um, I just think he's been very unlucky. Yeah. Because because of all his injuries. Yeah. Um. Because he could have been. He could have possibly been one of the greatest British players. If he'd have stayed in rugby league as well, I think he could have been one of the greatest British players in a long time. But... Well, there was a time, wasn't there, when it was Eastman and Tomkins in the halves for yeah. England. Yeah. In the uh, Four Nations, wasn't it? And I, I just I just feel a bit sorry for him because I think he was a very talented player. and But I'm, I'm sure he's done lots and lots of, of stuff to be proud of throughout his career. Yeah, and good luck to him. Yeah, definitely. Good luck, good luck to Kyle. Um, uh, nice lad. And uh, just wish him all the best, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to go on to, if I can, some transfer rumours and things Okay. next off, because there's a few of these. The race for Toby King seems to be hotting up. Yeah, that's all I see lately. Um, I've read now there's four teams in for him now. Saints, Wigan, Catalan, Hull KR. Well, I read just before we started recording that Wigan aren't in for him and they've denied... Not oh. that it means anything, I don't think. But I, and I, what I don't know, and I don't know whether you, you know anything extra than I do here, is, is that is is there still a chance that he'll stay at Warrington? Yeah. Or does he look on his way out? <laughs> it looks like he's on his way out, but you know how agents are. They've offered this. Can you? What can you do? Yeah. Oh, we're going to take him elsewhere. 
And then all of a sudden, Warrington go... Come on, Warrington. Come on. You've got a bottomless salary cap. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, use your salary sombrero. (laughs) So... Well, that's that one. That's an interesting rate. Do you rate him? Yeah, I think he's a very good player. He was in the Dream Team money last year. Yeah. I think I think he's played for the Knights. I think and yeah, the over, the, over the last Island, couple of years, he's turned into a really good player. So yeah, I do like him. Yeah, um, rumours still on Warrington that um, Blake Austin um, bound for the Gold Coast Titans in twenty twenty two. Hmm, he's not really kept his standards that he had during that first season I don't think he's played tons better since he was dropped the other week or missed his passport whichever way you want to believe it against Catalans and he's come back and played a lot better yeah he has so is he playing for a contract or is he playing to be in the shop window and saying I'm ready to come home you you would always assume with an Australian that it's the latter yeah yeah so I mean, he won't be short of a club either, Nick. Whichever, wherever next season, whether it's a, whether it's in the NRL or Super League, he's not going to be short of a club, is he? No, he's not going to be short of a club. And if he wants to go home, I'm sure he'd walk into the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I knew you were going to say the Bulldogs. The Broncos. <laughs> maybe the Titans. Titans. <laughs> yeah. The 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 Cowboys maybe if they're losing a couple of halves. Yeah. Morgan's retired. I think Jake Clifford's on his way. Can't remember where, but yeah. Um. There's no, there seems to be not a shortage of halfbacks, but a lot of halfbacks on the move. So yeah, um, one halfback that says he won't be on the move is Jake Truman, who says he's committing to Castleford for next year. And I'm sure Cast fans will be very, very happy to hear that. But yeah. I think if they can keep if they can keep Truman and Richardson together in the halves, yeah, and if they can keep McShane at nine as well, you know that's. Half Good. your spine, really. And Evel, about three quarter of your, and, Yeah, and who I think has just signed, signed a, new, a contract. new contract. So that's your spine, that really. A, that gives Lee Radford um, a good start, doesn't it, for next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the cast fans will be begging him to stay because he is one of the most exciting talents or young talents. Well, well let's be honest. Most Super League teams will be more than happy with a one six seven nine of of Evold, Truman, Richardson, McShane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's only two or three that are better than that, I would think. Yeah, as, and a, I, as, I a, as a quartet. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't say they were that much better. No, I think that that four at Cass could could match anybody in the league. Yeah, so I agree. Um, in a couple of interesting things out of Huddersfield this week, I was reading that one of the journalists, uh, I think it was Mark Mark Shaw, I think it was, um saying that uh, he was nailing, he was sticking his neck out and saying that Theo Farge was definitely on his way to Huddersfield next year. Did you read that? No, all I've seen, the last thing I saw on that was that Ian Watson was confirming interest in Theo Farge, well, which to me sort of said that Aidan Caesar was on his way. Yeah, where? Don't know, but I would imagine back to the NRL. Again, same sort of thing as Blake Austin. There won't be a shortage of clubs, I don't think. Not at all. Not the way he's played. No. Over here, an hour over there. And Huddersfield were also looking to... Uh, Watson was also looking to link up with Lola here again. Yep. So that potentially could be their halves next year. Not sure where that leaves Lee Gaskell, whether he plays at fullback or... He might do. 
Um, he might do. I mean, it, on, on paper, that half-back combination doesn't sound too bad. Lola here and Farge. Yeah, but uh, I don't think either of them are world beaters. Well, that's... It's well, definitely... That, um, that's a bit of chance for news, but that's... It was interesting. I, I mentioned that because the Theo Farge thing was the the most assured that anyone's come out and said he will be here. Yeah. Like. So yeah. He, he's gonna, uh, that was it. He'll be at Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, wherever he is, good luck to him. And, and I'm sure... I, well, I know that I've, uh, a lot of Saints fans on the forums and stuff are begging for him to re-sign. Yeah, desperate um, to keep him, aren't they? A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure if he does, you know, a, a lot of them... We'll be very, very disappointed. Yeah. But good luck to him wherever he ends up. Absolutely. Where do you want to uh, go now? Um, I'd like to give a little shout out to Ashley Hyde of the York City Knights ladies team who played her first game on Sunday um, only seven weeks after giving birth to a, to a child. Um, what do you think she's going to give birth? To her child, oh. not a child. <laughs> It could be like a monkey, was it, or something? Idiot. You know? um, and she fitted a full pre-season into two weeks. Wow. Well done, Ashley. Which takes some doing, really. It does that, is that worthy of a... Yes, I think that, you're yeah. absolutely right. Definitely worthy of one of these. Well done, Ash. I think we should be looking to get her on, I think. Yeah, definitely. We can find a time when she's not feeding or sleeping or something like that or training yeah yeah it'd be good to get her on i think yeah definitely um next all right bossy all right um nathan mason of the lee centurions did you see the state of his finger oh that means yeah <laughs> it's at a 90 degree angle yeah. Anyway, they said it was dislocated, but it hadn't. And um, John Duffy, after the match, said that the bone was popping out and that he needs an operation and he might miss the rest of the season. Really? Yeah. I've seen the picture. It is minging. Yeah, if you get a chance to watch... If we get a chance to post a picture of that, then mm. we should do. Because, so, yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um also, Jack Spencer of Old and Ruffiers, did you see his little uh, snap at Featherston? No. Well, Featherston um, put a tweet out and ran a poll with the the caption or whatever you like. So we need 144 points to go above to lose. Is that doable? And they're against Oldham? Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, and That's an official tweet from the club? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I think they won 68-0. Right. Um, but Jack Spencer, he plays for the Ruffy Ed, said, replying to this and put, embarrassing result for us tonight, but I think the stupid, I can't say that word, yeah. the stupid mm, in charge of this account is forgetting our boys have been grafting all day. Then after trav- travel to Featherstone on a Monday night, some lads are not getting home till 1am, then back up at 5, while their lads go for a swim and a coffee. Yeah. And it's right. Yeah, it's right. It's a it's a world apart, isn't it? From like the professional rugby league and semi pro. Yep, absolute world apart. So I, I'm with him on that. 
And I think that, to be honest with you, I think that's really disrespectful to come from a, um, an official club account anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's, I, there's banter, and that's just, I think that's just disrespect. Yeah, they just crossed the line yeah. a bit there, I think. Because if they interviewed the coach, uh, of a coach in that situation, and they'll go, oh, you need 144 points to get to the league, the coach wouldn't say, yeah, well, I think we'll be aiming for that. Yeah, you know, they'd say, "Well, no, we're expecting a tough game." Blah blah blah, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's just uh, no. I, I don't agree with that. No, and so well done to Jack Spencer for calling it out. Yeah, um, I've got one. Guess who wants to come back to rugby league? Oh, I think I saw this. Did you? I think I saw this. Is it Chris Sandow? It is Chris Sandow. And did you see his comment? No, I didn't see the. I just saw. He wants to play. You know, he said, because when I'm playing my best, he said, I'm happy. And when I'm playing, he says, I guess I play the best footy out there. Right? Right. He's not played for four years. No. Okay. Last time I saw him, he was having a fight in the street. <laughs> well, he wants to come back, even to Super League. Okay. Right? Oh, oh, thank you. Right? Yeah. And he'll even do it, he'll even do it for $150,000 or eighty or £80,000, he said. A year, yeah, right. Well, thanks must, for that, Chris. Must be a bit short on uh, on the old reddies. The bare knuckle fighting circuit must have dried out. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wants, so he wants back in, right? And he, and, he, and, he, and he'll even do it for eighty grand. I do like his confidence and his arrogance. It is funny. I do like it. He didn't quite do it every week for so, it so you're chairman of a club right you're right. the owner of a club now in super league and you've yeah. read this right and you say hmm chris sandow 80 grand a year let's sign him or would you just go no depends what club <laughs> depends what club i'm at and how much money you've got <laughs> yeah but, right, to be fair, he was always a bit of a chunky monkey, wasn't he? He was, really, So yeah. if he's been out for he four years... He was quick, years, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, he did look like he struggled with his weight. And if he's been out for four years, is he going to come on the pitch looking like Dave Taylor or something? Probably. So he, no. No, I think I'd rather have the punt on Rangi Chase. Yeah. 43-year-old Rangi Chase. Yeah. 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 Bring your mate Gavin if you want. Have you any... <laughs> have you any more? Uh, I've got one more. Go on. And Derek Beaumont. Um, and he's scathing attack on John Wilkin. Brilliant. Have you read it? Um, I've read something about it, but if you fill me in. Basically, um, he accused John Wilkin of having a clear agenda against Lee, claiming he was out to discredit the club and wind up the Lee supporters. Because... Because basically, I think John, it all started, um, I think, when Lee got announced into Super League. And John Wilkins said something along the lines of Lee had nothing to Super League, had uh, Toulouse or York or uh, somebody else, can't remember, who will add something. He said that Lee had nothing. And Derek Beaumont. Um, replied to this tweet. It wasn't a John Wilkin tweet. It was somebody tweeting what John Wilkin had said. Right. Um, uh, And basically said that (laughs) the only reason that John Wilkin is saying it is because he knows that Lee were the robust choice 
And the last time they were in Super League, they finished 11th out of 12, which I don't think is something to brag about, to be honest. But they averaged over 6,500 fans and 1,500 when they were away. Oh, and they beat Saints that year <laughs> right. that he was in. <laughs> right. And then in the match day programme for the match last night, right. carried on this, this like just attack of John Wilkin saying that John Wilkin has embarrassed himself and he needs to give his head a wobble. <laughs> um, and then goes on to say... Did, did he say, give his head a wobble? The bit I read said, and maybe that tash will fall off as well. That's <laughs> what I said. Yeah. I didn't see that. At quote. the same time, he said, give his head a wobble and maybe that tash will fall off. Oh, my God. And it was like, basically, he was saying that John Wilkin was embarrassing himself um, and I think he must have been on like the Super League show and and and, and said something against Lee and, and basically Derek Bowman was saying he's got a, a clear agenda against Lee and he's had it for a prolonged period of time. Um, and then he also said, I need to find this because I thought it was really funny. Um, he said that uh, in 2017, the last time Lee were in Super League, the two sides met on the 24th of February and Saints weren't the better team than Lee because we beat them 24-16. Um, Saints were better than Lee on the 28th of April this year, winning 28-6, hardly a thrashing. Right. I thought, you've let 20, you've 28 points in a score <laughs> six. It is a bit of a battering, that, mate. Um, and then he said, and then this year also... Um, on the 13th of March, uh, Saints weren't better than Lee again because uh, we beat them 25-24. I'm like, yeah, but it, it was a warm-up. And oh, was that it Tommy Makers' testimonial. testimonial? It was a friendly. Yeah. Basically, just sort of, to me, it's come across as like, yeah, well, we beat Saints in a friendly, so we're actually Super League. <laughs> this is the real grand final. <laughs> we're Super League champions, us. Oh, and I just thought, Jesus. Oh, Derek. Yeah, just give me just give me one minute. Sorry, just flicking through this. There it is. There it is. <laughs> what are you so? I was just your one piece of paper. Uh, it's a book actually with phone numbers in, and I've just come across it now. Uh, Judge Robert Rinder. There it is. <laughs> because that's the only place it should go now. He's already been on there once. He's probably not welcome back. No, I think I think it's like I think I think they keep in touch and want you know, yeah. want you again if they've got another story. Yeah, definitely, he's definitely going back on Judge Rinder against against John Wilkins. I just couldn't believe that he he actually wrote in his match day program that <laughs> that he like oh yeah well we beat Saints this time we beat them then and we beat them then and we beat them then. So, Calm down, Derek. Like. Yeah. You don't add anything to Super League. You need to win. You need to win, beat anybody first this season. Yeah, don't you? exactly. Uh, I've got just two more. One bad, one funny. Okay. So we start with the bad, and then we can finish yeah, on the we'll funny. Finish off, yeah, we'll finish off. Abuse on racial abuse on social media to Tyson Frizzell. Really? Yeah. Um, shouting, um, saying, "Come on, you coconut, get something done." Really? Really. Wow. Um, and so I think they've arrested people. Good. And um, 
uh, they've arrested two people, I think, because there was I think there was somebody else involved as well, another player involved as well. I can't remember who it was, but but yeah, they've given him a, abuse, Tyson Frizzell. Well, I'm glad that I, I just I don't understand it, mate. I'll never understand the racial abuse, whether he's a good and whether he's a bad player or not. And he and you know he I don't think he is, but whether they are or not, the color of his skin's nothing to do with it. So would they say it to him if they saw him outside the ground? No. I wouldn't say anything other than, all right, Tyson. Uh, you know, <laughs> While you're looking up. Yeah. Yeah. He's massive. They wouldn't, they just wouldn't know, would they? No. And they, they shouldn't be doing it from the stand, though, either. It's just, no. I, I don't, I, I'll never understand it, it. It's just another incident after the, um, uh, after the incident in Super League last week. Yeah. It's just, it was just ridiculous, though. Yeah. Um, and the last one to finish with on this little section is, you'll like this one. So I've got a, I've got a friend of mine who's uh, who's a St. Helens fan, okay? Right. And he was telling me that um, he's got his membership card for this year. Right. Now, apparently on the membership cards at Saints, Saints fans might be able to um, confirm this for us, there is a hole in the corner of your membership card. Right. Apparently, you've got a hole in the mem- in in the corner of the membership cards if you donated your season ticket money last year. Right. Therefore, you're entitled to ten percent off in the shop. Right. Now, his card didn't have the hole in it. Right. So he took it to the shop and said, "How come this has got a hole in?" And this one hasn't for his family. Oh right, okay. Well, and yeah. and they said because that's that's the sort of donating, get a hole, get ten percent off. He says, well, he donated, and he hasn't got a hole in it. And they were like, oh right, okay. So uh, really high tech stuff. Um, they just put the card in a hole punch on the counter. <laughs> And punched a hole in it. So what's to stop somebody else <laughs> doing that? <laughs> Life hack for your Saints fans. Get yourself Get a your hole, hole punch. punch. 99p, and if you want a new shirt, you're going to save yourself about at least a tenner on it by getting a hole punch in your membership card. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, rugby league. So, there you go. Unbelievable. Maybe we should start selling hole punches. Lose forward podcast. I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, ne- right, next time Saints are at home, yeah. we'll just stand outside <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll take an hole punch, like I'll punch your season ticket for a five. Like <laughs> yeah, for a five. <laughs> go in there and get 10% off, mate. Yeah. So Sounds like go. a right business opportunity, that. Doesn't it? Yeah. So there you go. But now, but now he said he does get ten percent off now because he's he's had his membership card hole punched. <laughs> oh dear! So I thought you'd like that one. I did like that one. Okay, um, <clears throat> Super League. Yes, crowds back for the first time. Shouts of Garam inside. Yeah, it's like that. Not Garam on side. Garam. Uh, it was a bit piratey for my liking. Arr. But yeah. <laughs> I can do a Captain Barbosa, as you know. Go on then. Arr. 
Do you believe in ghost stories, Miss Swan? Because <laughs> you're in one. <laughs> there you go. What's that bit? Well, I didn't, I didn't want to carry it on. <laughs> like <a> rabbit dog. <laughs> well, apart from that bit, it was, you know, it was excellent. <laughs> right. Saint, oh, Saints 28th, Salford Nil. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Saints defence winning in games at the minute, I think, isn't it? Man of, I know the, ma- the, man of the match pop performance as well from from T.O. Farge. Yeah. Um, I, I heard he'd done, uh, a, a, you know, a couple of good things. And um, with him being on a Monday, I've struggled to find highlights before we've recorded, to be honest. So yeah. um, just going off what I've read on, on, on forums and facebook pages and and, and whatnot um I, I had a decent game by all accounts saints fans still not very happy with the way things are in attack and yet they've scored 28 points but it was only six nil at half time if i remember rightly clunky i read yeah um defense is just getting them over the line they haven't really been that tested i don't think have they this year so no far. they've conceded is it 34 points in six games yeah which is incredible wow. yeah that is um you know i think they played catalan on on saturday um yeah they do look at me there catalan on saturday which will be a much stiffer test for them i think i think so um Good and bad news. Well, I don't know if it's bad news, I suppose, but good news is, I think, that um, for Saints is that Morgan Knowles was back last night um, and then limped off at half-time and didn't didn't come back. Um, I read today that Christian Wolf said he just pulled up tight and it was a precaution after the amount of time that he'd had out. Which makes sense, I suppose. Mm. Um, but he will make a difference, I think. Oh, yeah, he will make Solid. a Solid. Good player, yeah, I think. Yeah, very good player. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in defence and things like that. So, yeah. so as good as Saints' defence is, Salford's attack is yeah, not as bad. If you think. like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, and I, I, struggling to score tries at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, and the players that they've got, you know, look at Lola here and, and the way he goes forward. Kev Brown, who has been there, done that, and still doing it. And I like Kev Brown. I think he's a classy player, and has been for a long time. Um, <sighs> Sargentson who's been playing full-back, and they've got a lot of good players on paper, and it just doesn't seem to be happening at the minute. And I know that there's already calls from some Salford fans for Richard Marshall to be gone. Um, a couple of other things that I've seen from fans is them basically Salford should be going back to um, Paul Rowley on the knees and trying to get him back involved in, in, in coaching, you know, assistant coach or attacking coach or whatever they want. Um, just to try and get things going because at the minute they're not scoring any points, are they? No, no, that's no, that's right. Um, big win for Catalan. Um, hold ten, Catalan's twenty-seven. Yeah, I think um, was it sixteen ten, and then and then they dropped a goal to make it seventeen ten, and then ran a couple of latish ones in. Um, Hull are just. I don't know. They, they seem to do the same thing every year, don't they? And I know it, you know, it's only one game, um, but they've had a couple of good wins, and then all of a sudden, just sort of lose all shape, don't they? So, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll be hoping to, excuse me, bounce back next week. Um, but a, a, an excellent win for Catalan, especially at Hull. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
another good win as well for um, Huddersfield away at Warrington, who were seemingly clicking into gear um, and then found themselves on the wrong side of a, was it 20 nil at one point? 18 yeah, nil, 20 I think. nil, I yeah. think it was, yeah. Um, against Huddersfield and ended up 26-20 to Huddersfield. Yeah, very, very, very good win for, for Huddersfield. Warrington have been excellent, um, you know, over the last three or four weeks. So, to, to come away again, I think Saints were the, looking at this, Saints were the only home team to win Owen Leeds on, on Friday. Friday, but, yeah. Um, yeah, a great win for Huddersfield. Looking so, better. Yeah, looking a lot better. Look, looking and better. Ian Watson said it a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we... we New coach, new new faces, new players. It's takes takes a few weeks to um, to get going, and they'll be hoping that they are doing now. What about Greg Inglis? Watch this week. Another try for him. Um, obviously, um, to be honest, I haven't watched the full match yet. I've, I've got it recorded, um, but I haven't really heard. Oh, he's done this and he did this and. I've heard more. He's here for a holiday. Yeah, he's he looks unfit and he's just sort of ambling across the pitch. And do you think am I doing am I doing him a disservice if I say does he think he could make a comeback after being medically retired because it's only Super League? Possibly. I think a lot of Australians um, and a lot of you know top. Australians have that feeling that they could just walk in. I've heard it from a few people, and uh, well, not a few, a few Australians, sort of like not ones that you would call top Australians. Um, and then they, they sort of, after a few games, have said, "I didn't realise it would be this physical." No. I've heard that quite a few and times. They mention the fans a lot and things like that as well, don't they, when they come over? But also, like when they leave the NRL. They have this ceremony, ceremony where they they say, "Oh, retiring players." Mm. He's not retiring; he's, he's coming to Super League. They see it as some sort of old folks home, don't they? I yeah. think so. But is he finding out now that actually that it's it's not um, it's not as easy as he thought it might have been? Possibly, mm. possibly, and maybe maybe it's sort of like a, a Kyle Eastman thing where he can't physically do it. I'm not sure he will see this two year deal out. I, well, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking at the end of this season that might be it. Yeah, I, I retire think so. again. Yeah, I, I think so yeah, as well. I, I, that's that's what. I, if I was back in it now, that's what I would do. Yeah. One of the try scorers for Huddersfield was Kenny Edwards. Yeah. And I read a piece this week that he was saying that he's happier now than he's ever been in his his life um, because he's been an alcoholic since he was twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Wow. I, he was saying that he just used to go about. In, in gangs get hammered all the time and he was doing that up till pretty much now wow um, but he stopped doing it and he's he's happier than ever good for him you know if he's beat them demons or whatever then then, then good for him uh, you know a decent try I think as well for Huddersfield Caesar was was excellent again he said there wasn't um, for the last however I don't know how old he is now but for the last 18 years let's say or whatever um, there hasn't there, there wasn't a weekend where he was absolutely hammered all weekend. I mean, that is going to affect you. I'm, I'm surprised he's actually made it this far in his career. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. So, um, if you know, if he, if he stopped and 
Because um, he has been quite a controversial figure, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you would think that that wouldn't help. <laughs> Probably not. You know, how many times you've been out and seen idiots who were hammered and they just get, they're just yeah. well aggressive. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's played hammered, but... <laughs> well, no, I'm no. But it wouldn't surprise you if he'd actually come out and said that, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, if he stopped drinking and, you know, well done to well him. Well done, and, uh, yeah, well done. Um, also well done to probably Super League's, should we say, largest halfback last night, Jordan Abdul. He was excellent. Castleford 22, Hull KR 26, match-winning try, the big heave-ho at the end in the face. yeah. I've always wondered, I've always really liked him and thought he was a really good player, but I've always sort of wondered, what's his level? Yeah. Because he's been at Hull and never really... I think this is the best rugby I've seen him play. Mm. And when you watch him play like this, you think, no disrespect to OKR, but you think he's probably better than OKR. I'm not talking levels here. I'm not talking levels, but Hull KR, in a way, are the Parramatta Eels of Super League. Seem to play more off-the-cuff stuff and just quite entertaining the way that they throw the ball about. Yeah, I think Tony Smith has always yeah. been and I like, like Tony that. Smith. Yeah, I, I think he's always always played like that. Um, but yeah, I would... I, I would like it. Be it'd be interesting to see how Jordan Abdul went on at say like um, Warrington Saints Wigan, whether he would still look as good. Um, yeah, and I think, but a good win for Hull KR last night though, and uh, so well done, well done to them. Castleford, um, Castleford, surprise defeat though. Um, yeah, yeah, you would have to say so. Um, with the way that they've started. Um, and I think, although having said that, I've, always, I've said the last couple, I thought I thought for the last couple of weeks that all okay are and are a good sign and they're not actually that far off winning. You know, they went through a bit of a rut and they were, they were always really close, but you would say it was a bit of a surprise the way that Castleford have started. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question for in the next game. Um uh, Lee, 16, Wigan, 30. Um, the main talking point on this, I think Lee did, Lee did really well, by the way, uh, early on and pushed, pushed Wigan. The main talking point seems to be, should Lee have played Anthony Gellin, um, considering that he's waiting um, for a, a verdict uh, on, a, on a, um, an assault, his court case on, on Monday? Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's been announced. Now, if I've read, if I've read it right, that he'd been found not guilty. Um, I didn't know that he'd, he'd been found not guilty. So there you go. Um, so justified but, to be played then. But it, uh, uh, you know, well, was it because it it was last night and the verdict hasn't come out? So should he have been playing? I, I don't know. It was a well, he's not guilty. As in, as in last night, he wasn't guilty. Um, I'm not quite sure when the verdict was announced. Right. But it's it seems like a funny one. Even if for him as a player, you would think, how can you get in that headspace yeah, to go that, out well, and that, play? Well, that's why I was that's why I was asking the question. I wasn't asking it on the moral ground of, oh, he's allegedly done this, so should he be playing? I, I, that's not the issue. I'm 
I'm looking at it more from the player's point of view and on the coach's point of view and saying, actually, do we take you out of it? Or do you say, right, well, actually, is that a release for you? And, you know, is that, you know, do you want to? He obviously wanted to play. And I'm sure those conversations went on with John Duffy. You would have thought so, but I think maybe it's more of a, Lee are desperate, that desperate for a win that they need him to play. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Um, I'm just looking now, it has come out that he's been found not guilty. Right. Grievous bodily harm. So there you go. So everybody move on then, if that's the case. Yeah. The judicial system has... Uh, Apparently they've said his that? actions were in self-defence. Um, that's just what they're saying, it's just what I'm reading now, okay. so... Um, but yeah, I think it says more about he'll be included then this weekend. Then. You would have thought so if he's played last night. You would think he then would play yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comfortable win for Wigan. They'll keep their hundred percent record at the top along with Saints. Yeah, I think they, they go sixteen 0 down. Maybe uh, they were they were definitely losing, weren't that they? In the first game against him, the first game of the season. Yeah, um, seem to be almost like a bogey team, don't they, Lee for Wigan? Yeah. They seem to struggle against them for periods of time. It's big town derby, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And with the fans being back, Lee obviously must have been up for it and things, so... Yeah. Uh, And then finally, uh, the only match with no fans, because it was played last Friday. (laughs) Because (laughs) Wakefield... Cheers, Wakefield. (laughs) It nearly paid off for them. It did nearly pay off for them. Leeds 15, Wakefield 13. They got an equalising drop goal to send it to 13 all. Yeah. And then went to Golden Point. I feel a bit sorry for Wakefield because I don't think they deserve to have no points. He played well in a lot of games. And, um, you know, when you watch like Joe Westerman um, after the match, his interview after the match, and he's sort of like almost in tears because they're working so hard and sort of saying how much faith they've, you know, they've got in Chris Chester and the coaching staff, and that they're doing everything they can to win. It's it's yeah. it's, it's almost heartbreaking. Well, this week it, it it's um, it's come out that um, Steve Ganson has told them that they've made the wrong decision in the ball steal. Has he come out? I didn't see that. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. At the time, I thought it was the wrong decision. He apologised to Wakefield. Again, um, golden point is... So they, they kicked crap. two, didn't they? Yeah. And they, they've apologised to Wakefield because it was the... They've said it was the, they got it wrong, the wrong decision. They can apologise all they want. doesn't give them two points. You give them any points. So, again, like you said, unfortunate. Um, so, let, let's, let's see where they go this week when they play um, Hull KR. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the that's the um that's the review. Uh we've just got uh, a little a little bonus for you this week because it's this. It's Callum's red corner. What's on the red corner? Um, the What's red corner. eating you this week? The the announcement of the semi-finals um, and it, it being at Lee and the fact that the four clubs are only allowed 600 tickets each because I think, is it 20%? Yeah. The, the, the current thing, 
20% of the capacity, 12,000, 600 tickets each for the four teams. That's ridiculous. For yeah, good, fans... Good luck sorting that. Yeah. Man. For fans that have been waiting 14 months to get back into grounds and, and watch these type of games, to only let 600 from each club in is ridiculous. Absolutely ludicrous. And apparently the BBC have said that they wanted it all in one... Um, one day for broadcasting and scheduling reasons and things like that. Fair enough. But uh, if you're going to do that, at least take it to a bigger stadium then where you can have slightly more tickets. So like Uddersfield, for example, the capacity there at the John Smith is 24,500, which would mean that you could have 4,900 people there. That's double, really, what they're going to be getting. Yeah. So yeah. even that's a better start. Why does it have to, Who's made the decision to take it to a 12,000 capacity stadium? I read that it was made in well in advance. I'm not buying that. I'm not having that. Because even... So I'm not... No, I'm not getting into that. Anyway, so take it to a bigger stadium. It doesn't even have to be a rugby league stadium. Take it to a football a, a football stadium or something. Take they've, they've had things at Anfield and stuff like that. Take it on the road outside yeah. the Heartlands. Yeah. yeah, people will travel because they are desperate to go and watch these type of games. It's ridiculous that that you're only allowed 600 tickets. That each club is designated 600 tickets. And I get that, the, obviously, I think maybe the women's game... If the women's game wasn't being televised, then you would split it into two. But you could still split it into two. Into two. And the one that's on the BBC One have the women's final before it and have it as a double header. And if you wanted a double header and the other one, then you could have either a women's league game or you could have something like an international friendly, you know, for like the World Cup, something that's not going to... Not not like your England or whatever, yeah, less, like a, like like a, a like, Jamaica yeah. or... Uh, I think Greece are involved, yeah. things like that. They had Turkey playing some Australian team in, in one of the NRL, just an NRL game, regular NRL. It was one of the Roosters games, wasn't it? Because yeah. Trent Robinson went and did the, the speech. Yeah, that's right. Just have something on before it, split it into two. Yeah. But if you're going to have, if you have to have it on three, take it to a bigger stadium. Give as many people, give the clubs as many tickets as you can give. I agree. Or... or the only the other option is, I think is it the the the, the weekend of the fifth or, so, or the sixth or something of June. Just delay it for three weeks. Finals not till July. So you can get more people. In. Yeah, just delay it till after the twenty first of June and just push the, the the final back a bit. I just it's one of those things again where we've not rugby league has done itself no favors whatsoever. It's like they don't care about the fans and really really does frustrate me. The pity of it is, is that this double header semi has been really successful over the last couple of years that they've done it, and it's probably one of the, the the biggest days, along with the Challenge Cup final, the Grand Final, the Magic Weekend, yeah. and then this double header, yeah, and get people in for it. I agree. Just get as many people as you can in for it, but no, they've failed to do it yet again. Gone red. I can see the veins in your neck when you talk about that. They just wind me up. <laughs> right, shall we finish off with a quick preview for this week's Super League? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, let's whiz through these. Okay. Um, uh, Salford and Wigan. Yeah, I think Wigan will be too strong based on what we've seen with, with Salford so far. Um, I think Wigan probably win by 20, I think. I think they'll have too much. Um, I think it'll be a similar thing for Salford where they'll struggle to break Wigan's defence down and I think they'll, they'll grind them down in the end. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty much an identical game for from a Salford point of view, like you just said. Um, and I think it may. I think we're going to attack him better. I think they could win by thirty-four. Um, Warrington v Castleford, both looking to bounce back. Um, <sighs> Warrington have not clicked as much as Castleford. I don't think. Um, they've shown a lot of promise over the last three or four weeks, but I'm thinking, I'm going to go with Cass on this. I'm going to go with Cass by 10. I think they're stronger. I'm going to say Warrington by eight then. Okay. Because I think that might go either way, and I, but I think Warrington might just edge it. Um, Catalan versus St. Helens. This is a really tough one. Yeah. This is a really tough one. and And I think this might be the week that... There is a surprise, or that Saints uh, come uh, come a cropper. I don't think they've particularly done well in the south of France over the years, um, and I think that Catalan looked the real deal. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with Catalan. I think they'll beat Saints. Um, I'm but st- I'm gonna go Catalan. We it'll be a close one, but I'm gonna go Catalan by six. I I'm gonna stick with Saints just because I think the defense has been that good. I think. You know, if even if their attack is only really stuck in second gear, I think they might have enough to to just get the win. I'm gonna, I think it'll be close, like you, but I'm gonna say Saints by six. If they keep going like they have done, where the where the fans have been critical, then they could play into Catalan's hands with a big pack. Yeah, yeah, they could do. You're right, but I'm gonna say Saints by six. I think Catalan like that sort of game. Yeah, I agree. I think they've always been like that. Yeah, um, Lee versus Huddersfield. Huddersfield's starting to look better. So I'm I'm just gonna go Huddersfield by eighteen because I think that um I think with Caesar pulling the strings again, I think they'll um uh, yeah, I think I think they'll have too much for Lee. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna say Huddersfield by twenty four, I think, for that one. Uh Wakefield and Hull KR. Uh tricky one, I think. Um Wakefield, as you've said, they've been on the and, and I think I think it'll follow a pattern of Wakefield's season so far, where it might be another hard luck story. Yeah, and I think I think Hulkar might win by eight, but I think I think it's same as. Yeah, uh, I agree. Unfortunately, I think Hulkar by I'm going to say fourteen. Um, and finally, Leeds versus Hull FC. We, do you know what we need to? Next week or the week after, we need to do a proper in-depth look at Leeds because I'm a bit stumped by them. Yeah, I think it'd be good if we could get a, a Leeds supporter on. So if anybody fancies, you know, joining us next week um, over the phone, let's talk Leeds. Then we'll 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 talk Leeds in our feature next week. Get in touch with us. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Let's talk to a Leeds fan next week. Um, but yeah, and I think. I think Hull will have too much. I think Leeds have been poor, even though they've got players back. And I think Hull will. Um, I think Hull will win by about fourteen. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to say Hull by 10. Okay. Um, And I think that just about does it for this week for us. I think it does. I think you're right. But we can actually say again, because some people won't have been back to the ground yet, will they? No, not yet. The away team's fans last night won't have been back to the ground. So I think we can just say... Wherever you're watching your rugby league, if it's your turn to watch this week, enjoy watching rugby league. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And remember, you can always find us on Twitter at Loose Forward Pod. And it's the same for Facebook at Loose Forward Pod. Give us a shout. 